And now, ladies and gentlemen, the real Don Steele. KHJ Los Angeles. Three O'Clock The new 1968 Cadillac convertible pulled up to 6650 Sunset Boulevard. The studio at this address was opened in 1958 by Tutti Camerata, Walt Disney's director of recording. The facility was used to record many tracks for Disney films, including bed knobs and broomsticks and 101 Dalmatians. But in March 1968, Sunset Studios was being used to record the band in the Cadillac. The band in the Caddy was the Rolling Stones, and the thing behind the wheel was the road mangler, Phil Kaufman. We are listening to Prodigal Son from Beggar's Banquet by the Rolling Stones. Well, poor boy, too far as red, started down the road, started down the road, all he had started down the road. On that in this world, well, God only knows, and that'll be the way to get along. Well, poor boy, all he had, family come in the land. Kaufman had been a lot of things before he met Charles. Born in New York in April 1935, the son of a vaudevillian family, Phil served in Korea with the 37th Bombing Squadron, had bit parts in multiple movies, including Spartacus, The Son of the Blob, and Porkchop Hill. Phil also sold marijuana, a fair amount of it. That's how Phil Kaufman ended up meeting Charlie at Terminal Island Penitentiary in June 1966. The number one hit the week of June 18, 1966, is Strangers in the Night, performed by one of Charlie's favorites, Frank Sinatra. Strangers in the Night Exchanging glances, wandering in the night What were the chances we'd be sharing love Before the night was through Something in your eyes 
was so inviting something in your smile was so exciting something in my heart told me I must have you strangers in the night two lonely people we were strangers in the night up to the moment when we said our first hello Phil successfully nannied the Rolling Stones throughout the mixing of Beggar's Banquet. So much, in fact, that he was asked to return to England to help Brian Jones through a rough time with drugs and alcohol. But due to his past incarceration for drugs, he was denied a passport. So Keith Richards suggested Phil help out with friend and musician Graham Parsons, who had left the birds to form the Flying Burrito Brothers with fellow ex-bird Chris Hillman. The Flying Burrito Brothers' 1969 album, The Gilded Palace of Sin, was a modernized version of the Bakersfield sound made popular by Buck Owens, mixed with soul and psychedelic rock. This is the opening track to Gilded Palace of Sin, Christine's tune. It's an understatement to say Phil and Graham Parsons became friends. The two became brothers, and at the funeral of Bird's guitarist Clarence White in July 1973, Graham expressed to Phil what his final wishes would be. Phil, being the brother he was, listened. So on September 19, 1973, when Graham Parsons died due to a barbiturates and alcohol overdose, and Graham's family wanted a private burial in New Orleans, Phil stole Graham Parsons' body from LAX. Phil then drove the rented hearse several hours to Joshua Tree, and there, Phil Kaufman became the ultimate brother and road manager as he poured gasoline on his friend's body and lit a match. Phil watched Graham's ashes rise into the sky above Joshua Tree, the same skies that Graham used to see UFOs in. It was just as Graham had wanted. The number one song that week in September 1973 was Delta Dawn, performed by Helen Reddy. She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby. All the folks round Brownsville say she's crazy. Cause she won't 
Let's go back to Terminal Island in 1966 briefly and hear from Phil himself about meeting Charlie. That's when I, that's when I met a, a guy named Charles Manson. You probably heard of him. Uh, most people call him Charlie or, or in New England, Chaz or Chuck. You know, it's intimate. Hey, Chuck, baby, what's happening? Who'd you kill, baby? What's happening? Hey, man, what's up? You're nice, nice knife, man. Nice one. How about you go, baby? Uh, so I, I met Chuck uh, in prison, and we were walking in the yard back and forth. You know, that, that, that's what you do, back and forth. And they're in little groups. People, you guys know each other. I mean, there are guys there walking in the yard talking about their next crime. You know, you're Robbie and me too, et cetera. And they, they're comparing notes. So I'm talking to Charlie and he's playing the guitar. And and he was doing uh, that really popular song, The Shadow of Your Smile, uh, reference to, you know, to popular music. One day we walked along the sand One day in early spring you held a piper in your hand to mend its broken wing. Now I'll remember many a day and many a lonely mile. The echo of a piper's song. The shadow of a smile The shadow of your smile When So I, and, and as, as he's singing, we're walking and he's singing, the guy comes up to him and says, Manson, you can't play your guitar here. You know you gotta play your guitar over there in the guitar playing place. He says, you know, he, he says, Charlie says, yeah, man, yeah. So he keeps playing his guitar, and the cop said, you know, Manson, you're never gonna get out of here. Charlie said, out of where, man? Just kept playing his guitar. When it was indeed time for Charlie to get out, Phil gave Charlie the name of a friend at Universal Studios, Gary Stromberg who was also one of the co-founders at the Rainbow Room. But Phil also gave Charlie the advice to wait a few months before contacting Stromberg so he had time to acclimate to the outside. Charlie took his advice. So on March 21st, 1967, after spending over 20 years in prisons or other institutions, Charles Manson was released into the Summer of Love. That is where we'll pick up next episode. We're going to close out with one of the hits of that week in March 1967. The Mamas and the Papas, dedicated to the one I love. All is None is written and produced by myself, Jason Hay. Thanks for listening.